Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Hope you're gathered around with family and loved ones and all those dear to you. It's election season in the time of COVID. Where will America go? What will we become? Yesterday, I spoke of George Washington's farewell address from 1796. We talked about how he witnessed a country interwoven with the love of liberty and a unity of government that ensured the liberty. He warned us of those who would divide us. Now, what is that unity, he observed, and who are those that would divide us? Here's what he said in his farewell address about what the unity of America was. The name of American, which belongs to you in your national capacity, must always exalt the just pride of patriotism more than any appellation derived from local discriminations. With slight shades of difference, you have the same religion, manners, habits, and political principles. That was the unity he observed at the time. It was a country filled with patriotisms, flags in everyone's yard, people that said the Pledge of Allegiance, people that while they understood our flaws and understood what it was we could become, they knew that what we were at the time was great for what we had accomplished in so little time. And what were the beliefs they fought for? It was their religion, it was their manners, it was their habits, it was their political principles. Now, in his speech, he talks about how you could go to different parts of the country, see different flavors of this liberty. But at the end of the day, we were united by those things. The very things, by the way, that today people try to use to divide us. After he spoke of the things that united us, our religion, our manners, our habits, our political principles, namely liberty, he began to warn us of the things that would divide us. Now, the next one's very interesting. He warned of the military establishment, those that would make war and the military an all-powerful, over-all-consuming thing. Hence, likewise, they will avoid the necessity of those overgrown military establishments, which under any form of government are inauspicious to liberty and which are to be regarded as particularly hostile to Republican liberty. In this sense, it is that your union ought to be considered as a main prop of your liberty, and that the love of one ought to endear you the preservation of the other. So what was he saying? Beware of a government that rules by force. Beware of a government that is all-powerful. Beware of a government whose military is too big, because the gun wins. And the only thing keeping us from that was a government of liberty, a government of the people. Do we have that today? I don't think so. We're a government 
of lobbyists. We are a government of special interests. We're a government of people who would divide us on both sides, might I add. There are very, very few politicians that are true liberty lovers. Very few. They would all control us, spend our money, and if we, at the end of the day, if we don't do what they like, they will use force. They will use force. And I'm telling you, the type of force the federal government can bring upon us, it doesn't have to be called the Marines or the Army, to basically be militaristic, especially in the eyes of somebody like George Washington. And then he goes on to talk about what he saw as the greatest danger to our country. It's amazing to think this was written well over 200 years ago. This is prophetic for what we are experiencing today. In contemplating the causes which may disturb our union, it occurs as a matter of serious concern that any ground should have been furnished for characterizing parties by geographical discriminations, northern and southern, Atlantic and western, whence designing men may endeavor to excite a belief that there is a real difference of local interest and views. One of the expedients of party to acquire influence within particular districts is to misrepresent the opinions and aims of other districts. You cannot shield yourselves too much against the jealousies and heartburnings which spring from these misrepresentations. They tend to render alien to each other those who ought to be bound together by fraternal affection. What did he just say there? Beware of parties. Nowhere in the Constitution is there Republican and Democrat. Look it up. It is a construct. It is a construct that George Washington warned us of. That those parties became more important to us than our country, than union, than the things that bound us together 200 years ago. Those parties have destroyed those things. Now, he was worried about parties joining up over geography. Obviously, parties now are about a lot more than just geography. Let me reread something in there. One of the expedients of party to acquire influence within particular districts is to misrepresent the opinions and aims of other districts. What's he saying there? He's being polite. He's basically saying one of the ways parties acquire power is by lying about the other party. By lying about the other party. And that creates jealousies, heart burnings, which spring from these misrepresentations. Now, one might say that in our two parties today, there is one that is for more liberty and there's one for more control. And I would agree that's what they sort of say. The Democrats want to give you everything. The Republicans say they're for smaller government, but are they? See, I, I think personally, there's not much difference between the two parties, practically speaking today. Now, there's a third party arising, the radical socialist communist party of the Democrats. And if that takes over, well, that's a whole new topic. But historically, how did we get to where we are? Both parties, while they divided us and talked about differences so they could keep them in power, they just made government bigger. They just spent more money. They made our military bigger. bigger. They made welfare bigger. 
They made everything bigger. They just spent more money. They gave themselves more control and power, and then they just fought over how big a piece of the pie were they going to get. But it was the opposite of what Washington was talking about. It wasn't giving us back things, which, by the way, is ours in the first place. One of the expedients a party to acquire influence within particular districts is to misrepresent the opinions and aims of other districts. You cannot shield yourselves too much against the jealousies and heartburnings which spring from these misrepresentations. They tend to render alien to each other those who ought to be bound together by fraternal affection. So what's the result of 200 years of parties and conflicts and division and labels? We are no longer the country that George Washington talked about. We are no longer united by the same religion, the same manners, the same habits, and the same political principles. Those that would divide us have won. Now, it doesn't feel like it yet. We tend to think that like collapse is like apocalypse and the economy falters. See, but that's not really it. Because even if that happens, if you got individual freedom, who cares? You got individual freedom, you'll take care of yourself. But if other people are controlling you, and you've lost your liberty, you've lost your freedoms, and you don't really have a choice, which in some ways today that we don't, what do you have? What do you have? It's a polluted America. It's America with choices that aren't very good. It's an America where elites speak for us. And the loudness of their voice is usually based upon how much money they have. And at the end of the day, all they care about is themselves. This is not the country George Washington and our founders would recognize. It is not a country united in liberty. It is not a country united in religion and manners and habits and political principles. It is a country that has succumbed to what he warned us of. Consumed with entanglements with foreign powers. Consumed by party. People telling us what to think. My Democratic friends, don't let your leaders tell you what to think. Question everything they say. My Republican friends, don't believe everything they tell you. Question everything they say. Educate yourself. My Libertarian friends, don't let any one person say they are the Libertarian Party. Question everything anybody says. Think for yourself. Educate yourself. Spread the word of liberty. Spread the word of George Washington. How many young people today even know this address exists? How many of anybody of any age has ever read it? Has gotten in the head of those that founded our country. What they worried about. What they were hoping to avoid. What they were trying to create. It is not what we have today. I believe it also affects us spiritually. When you're caught up with labels. When you're caught up with party when you believe things because, well, that's what I got to believe to be part of this party, and you alienate people, that is the opposite of the kind of life that Christ wants us to live. A life where we see ourselves in everyone, we see God in everyone, no matter who they are, no matter what they believe. It's the opposite of that. This noise, this division, I think it's one reason Younger generations falling away from church because they see us all as a bunch of hypocrites. 
We point fingers. We label. We don't live free. There was a reason the phrase live free or die came about. It was that important. Live free or die. We're dying. What choice are you going to make? What are you going to stand for? What are you going to proclaim? What are you going to educate yourself on? What are you going to demand from those who lead us? And if they don't give it to us, you're going to vote for somebody else. I think George Washington would agree. I'm sure he would. Sure to his death, he believed what he wrote in these words. So join me tomorrow. And we'll have more from George Washington's farewell address that I'm sure will get you thinking. Maybe question a few things. Maybe not look at things in black and white terms, but look look at things in liberty, freedom. What we were when we were our strongest and what we've become. So until next time, my friends. Aim high, be free like those eagles. Spread your wings on the air of freedom and liberty. And keep your eyes on all the things that matter. I am your host, Silouan. Thank you so much for gathering around. Make sure you spread the word. Make sure you like the Podbean podcast make sure on facebook you friend the pilgrim's odyssey facebook page let your friends know let our light shine until tomorrow peace you've been listening to the pilgrim's odyssey make sure you comment share and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine for books videos and more content from me your host please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.